0: Stanley Yelnitz was the only passenger on the bus, not counting the driver or the guard. The guard sat next to the driver with his seat turned around facing Stanley. A rifle lay across his lap. Stanley was sitting about ten rows back, handcuffed to his armrest. His backpack lay on the seat next to him. It contained his toothbrush, toothpaste, and a box of stationery his mother had given him. He promised to write to her at least once a week. He looked out the window, although there wasn't much to see, mostly fields of hay and cotton. He was on a long bus ride to nowhere. The bus wasn't air-conditioned, and the hot, heavy air was almost as stifling as the handcuffs. Stanley and his parents had tried to pretend that he was just going away to camp for a while, just like rich kids do. When Stanley was younger, he used to play with stuffed animals and pretend the animals were at camp. Camp fun and games, he called it. Sometimes he'd have them play soccer with a marble. Other times, they'd run an obstacle course or go bungee jumping off a table, tied to broken rubber bands. Now Stanley tried to pretend he was going to camp fun and games. Maybe he'd make some friends, he thought. At least he'd get to swim in the lake. He didn't have any friends at home. He was overweight, and the kids at his middle school often teased him about his size. Even his teacher sometimes made cruel comments without realizing it. On his last day of school, his math teacher, Mrs. Bell, taught ratios. As an example, she chose the heaviest kid in the class and the lightest kid in the class and had them weigh themselves. Stanley weighed three times as much as the other boy. Mrs. Bell wrote the ratio on the board, three to one, unaware of how much embarrassment she had caused both of them. Stanley was arrested later that day. He looked at the guard who sat slumped in his seat and wondered if he had fallen asleep. The guard was wearing sunglasses so Stanley couldn't see his eyes. Stanley was not a bad kid, He was innocent of the crime for which he was convicted. He'd just been in the wrong place at the wrong time. It was all because of his no-good, dirty, rotten, pig-stealing great-great-grandfather. He smiled. It was a family joke. Whenever anything went wrong, they always blamed Stanley's no-good, dirty, rotten, pig-stealing great-great-grandfather. Supposedly, he had a great-great-grandfather who had stolen a pig from a one-legged gypsy, and she put a curse on him and all his descendants. Stanley and his parents didn't believe in curses, of course. But whenever anything went wrong, it felt good to be able to blame someone. Things went wrong a lot. They always seemed to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. He looked out the window at the vast emptiness. He watched the rise and fall of a telephone wire. In his mind, he could hear his father's gruff voice softly singing to him. If only, if only, the woodpecker sighs, The bark on the tree was just a little bit softer. While the wolf waits below, hungry and lonely, he cries to the moon. If only, if only. It was a song his father used to sing to him. The melody was sweet and sad, but Stanley's favorite part was when his father would howl the word moon. The bus hit a small bump, and the guard sat up, Instantly alert. Stanley's father was an inventor. To be a successful inventor, you need three things. Intelligence, perseverance, and just a little bit of luck. Stanley's father was smart and had a lot of perseverance. Once he started a project, he would work on it for years, often going days without sleep. He just never had any luck. Every time an experiment failed, Stanley could hear him cursing his dirty, rotten, pig-stealing great-grandfather, "'Stanley's father was also named Stanley Yelnitz. "'Stanley's father's full name was Stanley Yelnitz III. "'Our Stanley is Stanley Yelnitz IV. "'Everyone in his family had always liked the fact "'that Stanley Yelnitz was spelled "'the same frontward and backward, "'so they kept naming their son Stanley. "'Stanley was an only child, "'as was every other Stanley Yelnitz before him. "'All of them had something else in common. "'Despite their awful luck, they always remained hopeful. "'As Stanley's father liked to say, I learned from failure. But perhaps that was part of the curse as well. If Stanley and his father weren't always hopeful, then it wouldn't hurt so much every time their hopes were crushed. Not every Stanley Yelnits has been a failure, Stanley's mother often pointed out, whenever Stanley or his father became so discouraged that they actually started to believe in the curse. The first Stanley Yellnitz, Stanley's great-grandfather, had made a fortune in the stock market. He couldn't have been too unlucky.